0: Coach, um, Thibodeau is a report out there. I know we just got a text on it, but um, it's a sprain ACL.
1: Yeah, yep. And not you said ACL. MCL. Yeah, MCL. Yep.
0: Okay, um, and coach, just a quick follow up. When you look at that play with Drew Wilkins last oh. night, um, is this something technique wise that Thibodeau could do different? To maybe avoid a situation like what happened last
1: night. Yeah, those are those are, are tough blocks. The blocks that are coming from across the line of scrimmage uh, within the tackle box. Um, you you got to see it, and then you got to do a great job of trying to play with your hands. Um, so, you know, it's unfortunate that unfortunate that KT went down, um, but um, you know, that's part of the game.
0: Thank you. Yep. Dan Duggan. Hey, Dave, i was curious, um, that last play, the way you guys defended that, like, who came up with that and how much have you actually practiced that?
1: Well, there's certain, I mean, <clears throat> we, we try to practice as many different situations. We practice a lot of them offensively, what we would do in that situation. Defensively, there's different ways to defend it. I think that, you know, Wink has, has done a really good job of implementing his stuff. Um, along with the the assistant coaches that we have. But, you know, Fox sitting there on the sideline and defending the sideline when they have no timeouts. <clears throat> it was a good play. Obviously, it was a a good hit. We want to make sure it's clean. He led with his shoulder. Um, but, you know, it was good situational football, and a good call by Wink and, and well executed by the players.
0: And one other just game question, if I could. Use, sure. Uh, the two point, why'd you go for two there? Uh, you, know, you said there was some confusion there. Just curious about
1: Well, no, there, was. there wasn't. It was. I wanted to go for two relative to a kicking situation. You know, Graham was out and I just thought it was you know, it was a good time to work some two point stuff and then again it was a good time to, to kick Jamie, even though he hasn't really been kicking very much, and Julian holding and doing all those things. You never know what could happen. I mean last year we were involved in a game where an opponent's kicker got hurt pregame and it was basically they had to go for it every snap. So just kinda trying to work some different situations um, with the players relative to you know, what we were dealt with with, with Graham going out there. Nice. Yeah. Pat Leonard. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good, Pat,
0: how are you? Good. Um, there was a timeline reported on Kayvon three to four weeks and that you were hopeful for week one. Um, is, is that accurate? Are you feeling that optimistic that he could play in the opener or is there is there a chance he does not?
1: Yeah, I'd say it I'd say it's day-to-day really. I'm not I'm not forecasting, you know, when a player can come back or not come back. I know he'll come in and get treatment. We'll take it day by day and when he's ready to go out there, you know, that's when we'll put him out there.
0: Did he go into the city this morning for an MRI like what was what was kind of the timeline of events there?
1: Hmm? Um yeah, we 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 took care of that stuff, you know, yesterday, this morning and and had our medical meeting here this morning with, with the, the doctor and, and Joe and uh, kind of normal what we do after every game. Um, you know, so fingers crossed. Hopefully his rehab goes well and he can get out there as soon as he can.
0: Brian Dunleavy. Hey, Dave. What's the hey, – what What's – with Kavon, with like what kind of training camp – now that it's over what kind of training camp did he have and how important is this missed time like do you feel will you feel like he got all the work he needed when whenever he does come out like how valuable is this missed two weeks to him
1: well i think every every time you miss a practice um it's it's a great you know it's valuable it's valuable out at practice um you know you try to simulate it as best you can to to game live reps but um, as many repetitions as any of our guys can get whether it's a rookie or a veteran, I think that helps them. It helps the, each unit. Um, so again, KT has been doing everything we asked him to do since he's been here. He's been a good teammate. He's worked extremely hard. Uh, so certainly time missed. You never want to miss time, but uh, he has the right attitude, the right approach. Um, he'll rehab as hard as he can rehab and uh, be ready to go when he's, when he's ready to go.
0: So who do you look to, uh, Brian, to fill those spots? I mean, what, what have you seen from some of the next guys in order, whether it's – I know we know our, Ogilari' will be on one side, but fill in Kayvon's shoes, whether it's Ward or Zimenez, Who do you look yeah. to there, and what, do you, what have you seen behind Kayvon?
1: Yeah, I think Drew's done a good job with, with all those guys, those edge guys, uh, you know, from, t- from top to bottom. I mean, Fox had a really good night last night too, um, setting the edge, playing physical, um, Q and Big X and, you know – Jihad, you know, Haughty and, and all those guys have, have really done a good job of, you know, understanding our system and, and making most of their opportunities when they get in there. Tom Rock. It was good to have Zs back, too, Ryan. You know, he had 10 reps, caused two holding penalties. Uh, <clears throat> look good out there for the first time.
0: Brian, uh, I want to ask you about uh, Graham's situation. Do you need to bring in a kicker, maybe for the preseason game uh, against the Jets, or are you gonna? Can you kind of get by with Jamie maybe doing it if he if he's not ready to go next Sunday?
1: That's uh, Joe and I are going to talk about that. We've had preliminary discussions on it. We're you know possibly going to bring in a kicker. Uh, you know you don't want to wear Jamie out. You know the different angles that he has to kick from. Um, so we're in the the process of you know talking about that and it we definitely could bring one in
0: and then i wanted to ask you a, qu- a quick
1: question about the offense last sure. night um you know daniel seemed very very effective uh he, he was on the field for i think 20 21 snaps with with kenny didn't didn't seem like they they even looked at each other uh you know can can is there is that
0: <clears throat> level of concern was that by design what what was going on there
1: no i mean look unless you're calling a a screen pass or a jet sweep, I mean, you really don't have, you can put guys in spots that think the ball might go there as a first read, but I think Daniel did a, a very good job of throwing the ball where he needed to throw it, making good decisions, playing on time, playing under control. Uh, that's the unique thing about a receiver or a skilled player. You, you know, you're not guaranteed to get, uh, you know, all these looks. Uh, it's predicated, you know, at least how we do it, it's predicated on how the defense plays and. Uh, our read progression, and you know, I thought Daniel did a really good job with that.
0: Connor Hughes. Yeah, hey Brian. Um, with with Kayvon's knee, uh, I, I know doctors can do the original tests on the knee in terms of seeing seeing if it's stable or not to to give the early uh, insight into if it's a potential torn ACL or anything like that. As a coach, when you get that initial report, do you allow yourself to feel any sense of optimism or do you kind of push all that to the side and, and wait for the full confirmation with an MRI?
1: Yeah, I kind of wait until I think you can start thinking about a, a bunch of different things uh, when the trainers come over and just tell you they're out um, and then you know they got to go through their, whether it's x-rays or MRIs or whatever other tests that the, the players need to go through and you know, you you go to bed and you get up, you have your meetings, you, you, know, you get the in- information you need to get and uh, you know whatever it is, I think you just you, know, you deal with it. You have a plan on what you need to do to, to help the player uh, get ready to go if, if in this case he's going to be able ready to go whenever that is. Um, and then you know, on the other hand, if they're out, you, know, you, you get a lot of empathy for those guys that, that do get injured that you know, are out for a significant amount of time.
0: Paul Schwartz. Hey, Brian. Hey, Paul. Hey. Um, It it seems to me when watching your offensive linemen, uh, pretty much whoever is in there, that they seem to be doing a good job of, of, of communicating and passing off guys with all kinds of tricks and things up front, that there's not a lot of confusion up there in the past that's been a problem you haven't been here in the past obviously but do you see the same thing and whether they physically win the play or not they're at least in the right place and understanding what each other is supposed
1: to be doing yeah i think we've made progress with that uh since we we've been here we certainly have a ways to go of of that but i do think our our centers do a good job of communicating uh, you know max did a good job for for not being in there a whole bunch of, of communicating um, and Holden, who really hasn't, and now he's played all five spots. Um, you know, he was able to, you know, do a good job of communicating with the players around him and, and getting everybody on the page for the most part. I mean, that's, that's the challenge, Paul, of, of offensive line play is trying to get five guys to act as one. Uh, because if one part of it breaks down, it makes all five of them, you know, usually look bad. Uh, and that's where, offensively, that's where we want to start with the same defensively as, as up front. Um, our defensive lines and our offensive line have to set the tempo for our team, um, and that's what we work towards every day.
0: And uh, one, one other thing that uh, you always mentioned: smart, tough, dependable. Smart is always first. Yeah, I'm sure for, for a reason. Um, is that especially important with this offensive line? Because you know you can get guys who aren't high pedigree guys, but if they're smart, is that really crucial to what has to happen up there?
1: Yeah, for us, absolutely. Uh, I would just not just the offensive line, but since you're asking, yeah, it is. Um, you know, smart, being able to communicate well. Again, having toughness and being dependable, that's, that's important really for every position. But, you know, in particular, offensive line, and you add on top of that the communication factor that I talked about of, of all five of those guys trying to act as one. Uh, that's important because it's a very tough position to play. You know, it's, a, um, it's physically tough, and I'd say it's, it's mentally challenged, too, with the variety of looks that you get uh, down in uh, from, a, from a defense. Thanks, Brian. You got it.
0: We're gonna take five more. Art Stapleton. Hey, Dave's.
1: Hey, Art. How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, we got the official word about Beavers. Obviously, with the the torn ACL, yep. uh, blow for him. What what was that like when you were trying to meet with him and kind of talk to him about what you know what the next step is going to be? Yeah. I just say that um, you know for these guys that. And I've said this before. You, you just have a tremendous amount of respect for the players uh, because you know you, you see them on away games, or you see them early in the morning on, on their off days of, of how much they take care of their body. Obviously, it's their tool, and whenever you know when something like that happens, you know there, you know there's a, a wide range, wide range of emotions. I'd say for every player, and each player is different. Um, you know, so you try to be there to be supportive. Uh, and, you know, do the best job you can in that regard and, you know, what's next and, and have your mind on what's next and, and help the players in, in any way you can. Um, so it's, you know, it's tough. We've, you know, McKeithen had one, you know, and then now Beaver's had one for young players. That's, that's tough, particularly guys that, that were developing and doing a good job in camp, um, you know, with, with a bright future. Just one quick thing off of that. Uh, you know, he'd been getting, Beavers have been getting a lot of time with Blake being, you know, worked back mm-hmm. in. Blake getting his action last night. Do you feel like Blake uh, is in position to kind of maybe accelerate a little bit towards the opener or are you still kind of in that status quo for him? Yeah, we've, we've, been, we've been working him back in. He had, he had good 10, call it 10 reps, maybe a little bit less than that, but uh, active, was in where he was supposed to be, uh, read the offense well. I uh, have a lot of confidence in Blake. Thanks. Yep.
0: Jordan, Renan. Hey, Brian, what's up? Hey, what's Jordan, on, how are man? you?
1: Hey, good. Good. Uh, I, I want to look forward for a second here. This week you have a joint practice with the
0: Jets. I want to know what went into that for you, and if, how much were you aware of uh, sort of like a big deal the last time? I know it's was a long time ago at this point but the last time that these teams did have a joint practice?
1: Uh, I've heard some stories about that, uh, uh, about the last, it was a while back, right? Uh, I just, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Coach Sala. Um, Really got to meet him at the owners' meetings um, back in March or April, whenever it was. Um, And then when we we talked about potentially practicing against one other, we kind of went around and around. I think they have a game tonight. I'm not mistaken, against Atlanta. So we ended up doing just one instead of two based on their schedule and our schedule. You know, anytime you practice against a team, uh, you want to get good good work in, um, practice the right way. It's almost like you're practicing against your team. Uh, I'd say it's, you know, pretty competitive, but you still want to take care of one another, knowing that, you know, you only have so many guys and you want to try to keep people up and stay away from the quarterback. And, you know, having the conversations I've had with, with Coach Sala up to this point, they've been good. We'll revisit it after his game tonight, make sure that you know, we're kind of in line with what we want to do relative to the schedule and, and the injuries that, that each team has and make sure we're doing what's best for our players and, and get something productive out of it.
0: And what kind of stories did you hear about that last practice?
1: There was, was, was some brawls there, I heard.
0: Well, yeah. they also, the, the coaches were yelling at each other, so I was curious if you uh, were aware
1: of that. No, I didn't hear that one. No, I just heard there was some there was some couple brawls in there. Which we'll try to stay away from. Appreciate it. You got it.
0: Tom Canavan. Hey Brian, how are you?
1: Good Tom, how are you? Good.
0: Um one of the things in less than three weeks, <clears throat> you're gonna play your first regular season game. And I mean you've been going at this for eight months now. Do you have any idea? where you are in respects to being ready for that first season, that first game?
1: Yeah, I, I think what you try to do is focus on, on each day um, and, and improving each day and improve from game to game. Uh, it'll, it'll get on you quick, but I, I, you, know, you have to take care of what's in front of you today and improve those things and keep building on it. And that's the way we approach it. Uh, we don't look too far ahead. Don't look too far behind. Learn from certainly our mistakes and uh, try to build to be better each day. Is there
0: any area that concerns you other than injuries?
1: Yeah, look, you're always trying to get better. You're never where you need to be, particularly early in the season. You're still trying to find out, even the first couple of years, you know, that you know some of those championship teams that I was fortunate to be part of, you know, there was, you know, the first couple games, you're still trying to figure out exactly what you are, um, you know, you keep improving. It might not be... You know exactly where you want to be early in the season. You like to get off to a fast start, but you know there's a you know games in September. They're really important to get off to a fast start. But I think your you know your fundamentals, uh, your techniques, you know the big things that you need to do in every football game, but particularly early in the year, the blocking, the catching, uh, the getting open, uh, being on the same page. Those are those are critical because you really don't know, uh, you know. You can watch a team in the offseason and study them, but, but each team evolves every year. Um, they might have been one thing one year, and you think you're going to get it in the first couple games, and they're, you know, they're turning into something else or they're using players a different way. So it really comes down to being good technicians, good at fundamentals, doing the big things right, ball security, um, you know those type of things. Thank you. You got it. Last two
0: here, Pat Leonard and then Ryan Dunleavy. Pat, go ahead. Hey, Brian, I'm just curious, what what do you attribute to the amount of injuries you guys have had so far? And is it, is it becoming overwhelming to deal with, with so many and, you know, including some key guys?
1: Uh, I think injuries are part of the game, Pat. I, I, look, you never want guys to get hurt, uh, but that's that's the nature of, of playing a, a contact physical sport at the highest level. Certain things happen that, you know, some of them are out of your control, um, and have been part of this league for a long time. You know, coach guys that have been injured, and again, you're empathetic towards those guys. But you know, you try to build a, a deeper roster as you can, so that the next guys up. Um, you know, that being said, you never want guys on your team to be hurt, or, or on the other team for that matter. That's um, their livelihoods, and uh, you have again empathy towards that, um, and you try to do your best to to eliminate you know as many injuries as you can. Um, but it's a, it's a physical physical sport um, with a lot of contact and people moving at high speeds. And, you know, unfortunately, you're going to have some of those.
0: Brian Dunleavy. I just got one for you here, Dave. As you you put together your wide receiver depth chart beyond Galladay and Tony, are you looking for the net? Because I look at it, you've had big performances from Colin Johnson, Bachman, sales are you just looking for the next three or four best guys or do you want like a variety like you want a fast guy you want a tall guy you want you know a diversity of skill sets yep. across the room or do you want just the next five best players regardless of if there's repet repetitiveness
1: yeah I wouldn't say the next I would just say the five best or six best players or seven best however many we're going to keep um, you know the guys that have been out there and and producing you know, Colin Johnson, David Sills, they, they've stepped their game up um, and they're right in the mix, um, you know, not just to make a team, but to play. Um, so, again, like I said, everybody's got to earn their job, earn their role, uh, do a good job of, of the things they need to do and, you know, make the most of their opportunities uh, when they get them.